My name is Desmond Washington, and y'all are tuned in to another episode of Young Black Equestrians. I am. I am. I am. I am a young. I am a young. I am a young. I am. And I am a young black. A young black. Young black. A young black. Black. Black equestrian. 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 Black equestrian. Equestrian. Black equestrian. I'm a young black equestrian. I am a young black equestrian. <laughs> hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Young Black Equestrians with your hosts, Ariana Johnson and Caitlin Gooch. Today, we have Desmond Washington here with us, who is affectionately known as african empire on all social platforms and we have been looking forward to talking to her what it's like two weeks now since we booked it so i'm (laughs) super excited that you are here with us today i feel like we're gonna have a lot of fun so welcome to the show how y'all doing (laughs) hey i'm excited if you can't tell (laughs) Yes, yes. So I need you to, I need you to just bring us back, bring us back to the very beginning. Tell us about yourself, where you're located, and what you do. Well, y'all, my name is Desmond Washington. I'm from Stanislaus County, California. And to be honest, I just play with horses all day. (laughs) That's really all I do. Um, I don't really have a discipline, so to speak. I think the closest you can probably hit me to is probably ranching. Mm -hmm. But other than that, I don't do anything, so to speak. I just hang out and have fun with them. So I see a lot of different animals in your videos. Mm -hmm. Where are they? Is this family horses? Like, is this like what? I need I need you to give us a rundown all right so um I'm about 15 minutes away from my grandparents that whole ranch that everybody sees that's my grandparents people get confused that I live there people get even more confused when I tell them I don't even own the horses but I just about own everything else that's there (laughs) um it's my grandpa he was uh he used to show Shetland ponies he used to show Arabians back in the 50s and now he's a retired team roper so he has all his old team roping horses there he has horses for me um last year I actually was starting a it was kind of like a petting zoo kids education farm education hybrid thing but COVID hit right when I got started so I just shut it down immediately Uh but I just have a whole it used to be a whole plethora of just random animals that I have acquired and just took them on random adventures that people just don't (laughs) deal with anymore. Yeah, yeah. So what do you do? Like, are you in school right now? I am, I am in school full time. I um, currently work as a veterinary technician at a equine hospital down the street from me, which is very few and in between. Like I just found out that they existed maybe, August (laughs) never heard of them in my life and um but no I am in school full-time I'm getting um one of my little degrees in veterinary technician work 
and okay. I need yeah. to, I need to stop you because ain't no such thing as little degrees out here. We don't use that kind of terminology. <laughs> degrees, okay? Right. Yep. One degree warmer at a time. <laughs> oh man, y'all sound like my emoji counselor. <laughs> <laughs> So what, when did you develop this passion for animals? Well, um, like I told y'all, it was my grandpa mm -hmm. and I was technically the first grandchild. So I was the first baby. There are literal pictures of me, probably a couple months old on top of a horse, just oh. hanging out, having a great time. And I'm actually the only grandkid that took on animals at all even though we all live in the same area, 15 minutes away, spend as much time, I'm the only one. I don't know, something, I think he just really took me to a lot of like trail rides, took me a lot of to those team roping events. And it grew from pretty much just, you know, oh, I enjoy horses, but I have a passion for something else to being, I really love horses. This horse girl phase did not go mm -hmm. whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it never leaves. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Caitlin's the same way. She's the the only child of her family that's gotten in or stuck with being with horses. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Shoot. It's so funny though, because like you said, even though you know you're kind of like grew up the same and in the same area, it's like why you wasn't born with that gene? Like what happened? <laughs> Can't even talk to him about it. Nothing. Right. <laughs> so what is what is uh one of the biggest challenges you faced kind of in dealing with the horses that you have because I know that you get a lot of them that may be unwanted um in that regards I'm actually just a really I love ponies they are my favorite thing my first personal horse was a Shetland pony and as y'all probably noticed that my little mini Twilight is my love of my life. Mm -hmm. um, mostly, I'm just kind of going around telling people how, even though like someone might say, oh, I'm doing the best for my pony, so to speak. Um, it'd be like, they, she gets lots of treats and she's so fat. I just kind of go over and just tell people like, you know, I know you say you love them, but sometimes what you're doing isn't the best. And then there's people who treat them as like throwaways, like, oh, it doesn't matter. They're fine. Like, um, even though I just said my grandpa showed Shetland ponies. Um, when I was a kid, when I had Twilight, I think I got her around fourth grade. It was always like, oh, she doesn't need um, to get ferried this time. She's all right. When she's the one that has like the longest feet every single time, her feet grow the fastest. So it was really just saying like, I always go over people like, they're not um throwaways you can't just keep feeding them like overfeeding them saying that it's just love and then there's people who are saying that they're the devil it's like you left them out in the pasture and they're doing absolutely nothing I don't have a problem with pasture pets but you can't call it like this evil creature and it's like you don't even treat it like an actual horse you mm -hmm. just over there yeah yeah Definitely. yeah that is what I tell people when they're like, oh my gosh, you know, all of the minis that I've ever known are, have been so bad. And it's like, that's because people treat them like stuffed animals. And yes, no, like my mini oh. got desensitized just like my big horse, you know? We yes. have the same, if he bites me, I'm a thump him. Like it's, 
it's the same kind of situation it's amazing because like I bet people probably tell you the same way is like oh my gosh you got one of the good ones and it's like (laughs) wow so I'm one of the few people that actually care enough to treat them like an animal well right like a horse right right yeah I mean some of our minis get treated much better than (laughs) yeah (laughs) a lot of horses maybe some people Uh, but that's okay but that's okay um what is a a common misconception that you run into whether it be with the animals that you have now or even on the job since you are a vet tech I've been waiting for this one so (laughs) um it's actually something that has happened very recently although I'm just kind of seeing a pattern that's happening over and over so I'm kind of like a social media person, you know, I'm always messing around, dancing around my animals, getting them into things. And one of the things that I've noticed is that people are always telling me like, oh, you're Y and Z. Oh, you're not a real cowgirl because you don't dress this way. You don't act this way. I'm just like, okay, and like, um, there were people like really fighting me over this. They're like, oh, you're not a real cowgirl because you, I remember you saying that you don't even know how to fix a fence or you don't know how to, you choose not to rope cows when you're um, processing cattle. I call it processing, it's branding. I'm just like, okay, and I'm around cows. I'm driving them. I help drive them. I don't rope them because I have an athletic career. First of all, I like to keep my fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and two, I honestly have more fun just kind of hitting them with their injections. Who cares if I don't know how to fix the fence? No one even asks me if I want to learn how. Mm-hmm. But really, it's just a lot of people just telling me, oh, you cannot possibly be this because you're not like this. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and it's never like I don't outright say, oh, I'm a cowgirl, but you know, we can just kind of assume because there's footage of me working with cows, like I am that. And then someone's just like, no, you can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's really fitting mold stuff. Yeah. Um, how do you feel like the, this day and age, like with social media and, you know, the representation of cowgirls and people are, people of color on horses anyway or like in any form how do you feel like that has been changing um over the past couple years and kind of since you've been on socials I'm actually really happy about how much it grew because um y'all I'm actually I can honestly say 98% confidence I am the only black cowboy equestrian around me especially in my county and the surrounding counties I am probably the only one and it's just like um it's just amazing because to be honest when I grew up I was the only one I was always the only one it's a lot of white people around I mean my grandpa's white so it was always like his friends and I used to think just off top, not even just black equestrians in general, but black cowboys, I thought it was a dying thing. Because if you even type in black cowboy, um, 
back then. I don't know now. I haven't done it recently. Probably changed. Mm -hmm. But it was always like a picture of an old man. It was always a picture of an old man. I'm just like, wow, I'm probably the only one. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Old Town Road came out and all of a sudden everyone started popping out. And I was just like, oh my gosh, there are people who are like me. There are people who aren't like, you know, pushing 80. There's people that are my age. Because y'all, I don't think y'all understand. Um, I didn't meet my first Black equestrian, like physically met, talked, interacted with a Black equestrian until it was my 21st birthday when I went to a um, BLM protest in Oakland that was brought on by um, Brianna Noble. That was the first time, my 21st birthday. And they were at a all of them were at a protest at a in Oakland which is like an hour and a half away from me I had no idea no sense of the form it was just amazing so I am extremely glad that one there's a lot more people that I've met I've gotten to know I've started to see people more in the limelight I think um oh what's her that um she was on an ad for like chica i think it was for the grammys i don't watch award shows but i saw her yes chanel Mm -hmm. there she goes and then there was someone else that was our for walmart it's like wow we're everywhere and i wouldn't have known i grew up thinking i'm it this is it (laughs) Mm -hmm. mm-hmm mm-hmm that's that is really cool because a lot of times when we interview people, um, the the stories are so different. And I feel like it's a good thing to point out, like, you know, me and Caitlin say we grew up around black horsemen I'm and jealous. women. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so when we, you know, do these you know, these interviews and things like that, comparing experiences and sharing the fact that not everybody's is the same is so important, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it's not even to say that, you know, if you didn't grow up around um, black cowboys, cowboys, cowgirls, your experiences are better or worse. It's just, it's, it's different. It's different. Mm-hmm. And, um, we all have like lessons that we can appreciate from each other because of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, sure. <laughs> what do you, what do you see for the future of Desmond? Well, I hope I can get that stupid petting zoo up. Now I'm playing. Um, <laughs> really just what I want to do is just see people not only just kind of be more open to things, but this is just kind of something that we hadn't talked about. I just want to see more people be open about different ways of taking care of not even just horses, but their animals. Like I want to see more um, push for like, um, what's it called? See, I can't remember. It is being more mindful about the horse's mind because there's a lot of new studies coming out like um, the impact of like R plus training is coming right now, um, how horses can deal with stress. There's like silent um, signs of stress in horses that people like, you know, kind of choose to ignore. Mm-hmm. I just want people to just be able to 
take these studies and not make it seem like they should be the evil person. Because I think what happens is that when these studies happen, that the um, people are like, oh, I used to do this for my horse and you guys are pinning me as this bad guy. Well, guess what? It's been working for me. It's obviously, you know, the horse is fine or whatever. So I'm just not going to change. I just want people to be more open to just changing their stuff up and not to think, oh, I'm being painted as the bad guy. It's more like, oh, I was taught it was more like this. But now that there's a new study out, maybe I can try and change my habits. That's really all I want. Right, right. It's like, uh, I saw something on Twitter. It was like, normalize um, changing your mind when presented with new information. Yes. Like, definitely. Okay. I was, I was almost going to say, hold on, I'm going to have to run out. But I heard a name. So I, I just have anxiety now when I can't see out the window. Anyway, but normalizing, huh? I was going to say, I agree with that. Um, yeah. Normalizing things when you're presented with new information. Because, I mean, you know what you know. And then when you figure out something that you didn't know, it doesn't mean like, you know, like you were stupid the whole time for not knowing. Right. But if you continue knowing right. information, right. Right. <laughs> right, you can't you can't claim ignorance after that. That's the choice, right. exactly. So I, I feel like as somebody with a veterinary background, um, I have always been in this position, like trying to be a know-it-all, trying to like just you know. Yeah, no. Nah, tell, <laughs> tell people what to do, and it's like, no, like I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just trying to, and, and that's the other thing, being a know-it-all and doing it like the white people do it, and it's like, you know, it's just, it's just kind of right. It has nothing to do yeah. with who does it, you know. But getting Coggins done is generally a good idea. It's, yeah, it's not because of white people. It's because of disease. Because yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah. So when it comes to uh, veterinary medicine, what is your favorite part of working as a vet tech? Ooh. Well, I just, I actually started working last August at um, the equine facility. Otherwise I was at a small animal facility that I hated. Um, but I think the best part is being able to learn a little bit more about the equestrian community around me because, um, the town I'm from, it's not really an equestrian community versus a town where most of our clients are, which is also 15 minutes away is like, they deem themselves like the cowboy capital, but I don't go over there because the certain things that they think about me are not very great. And so I usually tend to avoid them, but so far just having them coming into the clinic, I'm like, wow, this isn't just a, you know, just a quarter horse town, so to speak. They got Frisians out here. They've got their halflingers. They have their Arabians. Cause I honestly thought there was probably like 12 quarter horse people around and they were all team ropers. I really had no idea. So not only seeing black cowboys and stuff blew my mind but also going to this job I'm like wow there's not like 12 
70 year old men plus me out here like that's amazing so really even though I love you know veterinary medicine and stuff the most favorable part of my job is being able to see what kind of equestrians are around me because I was literally shut out of that not only was like you know I was a kid and I couldn't go over to places but I was really just left on that farm I didn't go to no no competitions I don't compete you didn't watch shows or anything I was kept on that farm Mm -hmm. and then hauled up to the hills and that was it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so I um I saw for our question when we said what is one thing you wish you knew before you know getting into the industry your answer was how showing worked so would you um what kind of showing would you want to do I am oh man ever since the sixth grade I've wanted to show miniature horses so freaking bad and I still do (laughs) i was it I think I was more interested in like halter minis because I think that was like the most common thing but I want to I want to get active I think I want to start jumping minis now (laughs) I'm gonna start running around with them (laughs) yeah yeah I wanted to get into it (laughs) you should do it ain't nothing stopping you (laughs) the old man (laughs) you know what shake it up a little bit um (laughs) and then to it but to do it (laughs) so so you are 21 now yep you should you should apply for the oes scholarship i saw that i did i'm worried i'm thinking i was like i was thinking about it i'm one of those people who was like there's people in worse situations than me I mean I literally buy animals and dump them at my grandpa's without asking so I think there's people that are you know a little bit more deserving sound like to me you need a scholarship just to buy more (laughs) but I I'm gonna hop on a soapbox for a second just because of something that you said go for it um there are definitely going to be people that are worse off than if you just looking at your life and be like yeah there's someone else that is worse but as black women in not only just this world but in an industry where there is not a lot of us ma'am apply for things get these people's monies and um show off with that like that is mm-hmm. that is the the tagline for you know life at this point like i just yeah. applied for financial aid for this google program and they were like why do you need it and i was like because i'm a black woman and not a lot of black <laughs> women are doing this period that's why Y'all, you know, are talking about diversity and inclusion. I'm diverse, so include me. Period. And I got it. And so that's what I'm doing. I'm doing what I'm doing. So it's like, you don't get, my sister told me, you don't get a cookie at the end of the day for struggling. Not saying that you're struggling, but for not applying for these opportunities, you don't get cookies for that. You get cookies when you get them. So 
for anybody watching this, apply for the thing, get the monies. That's it. That's my soapbox. You hear her spitting? <laughs> <laughs> I know you did. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is so funny. So what advice would you give people who aspire to be equestrians and be around horses? Y'all, y'all don't need to fit no mold whatsoever. Every day I get told I'm something that I'm not. And then I do the thing that they told me that I'm not supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. I don't need, you don't need to wear, you know, the typical fashion. You don't need to talk a certain way, do the certain things. If you're literally just doing what you're doing, like I be wearing my little rainbow wig. I ride in dresses sometimes, which is not always a good idea, but I do it. I don't, I only have one pair of Wranglers and I'm supposed to be this Western girl, even though let's be real, you gotta be safe. <laughs> you have to wear safe equestrian gear, mm -hmm. but just cause you do it does not make you any less of a equestrian at all. Mm -hmm. Don't fit a mold whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. And say, y'all see me acting a fool. I don't need to act all proper and, oh, the horsey is, he's a shy creature. I'm out here yelling <laughs> and they're coming up to me and running up to me. You guys don't need to fit. No mold. No mold. That's for cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, had a, I had a question that wasn't on the list and I just lost it, but maybe it'll come back. What does the word equestrian mean to you? Um, wow, I just talked about this with my sister. <laughs> um, the word equestrian to me, honestly, I don't, even though it's more of like a broad term for anyone who deals with horses, which I think is true, I sometimes just think of it as someone who is just a little bit more maybe passionate might be the word. Like, you know, you can call your, you can totally call yourself equestrian if all you do is, you know, ride horses at your aunties every so often and you just know how to deal with them you're, when you're riding. Like, I, I can give you that just in more synthetical type reasoning. I love talking. <laughs> I would think that the word equestrian is just that you just happen to know horses on a level that's passes just knowing how to ride. It's also knowing just behavioral stuff on the ground, being interested in them and just always being on top of their game. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like just keeping up with them. That's what I would say. Just keeping up with horses would make you an equestrian. Yeah, yeah. I understand that. <laughs> you have a little bit more. Like, can you? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit more invested than just riding, you know, is taking care of them and yeah like you said um so I realized that we didn't get a rundown of all your critters oh <laughs> we know twilight yes uh, but we're gonna we're gonna test your brain we want to hear about them can you hear me yeah Okay. So you guys, I was like, y'all just want some names and what they are or? Yeah, we just want to know about right. 
I mean, we see them like running past, like there was like a peacock and then there was like a rooster and it was just like, (laughs) I don't know. Maybe, I don't know if it's hers. I don't know if she just found it on the road. Like, I don't know where that one came from. I don't know. (laughs) Okay, for sure. For sure. I can do this. This is is easy. So there's um, eight horses on the property. I have one horse that I'm currently training for my friend. Um, My grandpa owns four. That is Reno, Peanut, Peppy, and Gunner. Those are all the big quarter geldings that are back there. And then I own my main mount, who's Dakari. And she had two sons, Shango and Ducati. Ducati is the really famous one on TikTok right now. (laughs) And I got Twilight. And then um, chicken-wise, I mean... Roz is the one that attacked me. His name is Rosengan and Chidori. Uh-huh. They were supposed to be silky chickens, but I know the lady lied to me because they're not silky at all, but they're small, so I'm not complaining too hard. Um, who else is there? Ambrosia Salad is a pea chick, uh, pea fowl that I got as a pea chick. And so she's trained to like hop on my shoulder and all that. She's cool with me. And her little boyfriend who is a little shy, nasty, that's Sharon Needles. <laughs> and just real quick, they have those names because um, when I got Ambrosia Salad, I watched my first drag movie that night. So they all have drag names. <laughs> they all have drag okay, names. Okay, that makes more sense now. <laughs> I know. People are just like, huh? I know, because when I say their names, we're like, I thought you were talking about the actual Sharon, <laughs> the actual <laughs> Ambrosia no oh um then who else is there who else is there oh then I have Twix and Snickers they're um pygmy goat siblings I got them when I used to show goats in high school because I used to have them at the farm and one of my goats was just lonely so we just ended up picking up two little pygmy babies that were like for free so that was awesome (laughs) I think I think that's everybody who I own, so to speak. Those are those are all the ones I own. Okay, okay. It's a good little herd. It's a good little herd. Nice. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope that we can get out of this whole pandemic situation and you can open up that petting zoo. I'm sure a lot of people will be happy to see someone possibly that looks like them involved in animals and running something running a business I have to show who's like they're barely stuff like that out here which is surprising because it's a very aggy community mm-hmm. I understand <laughs> yeah yeah um, I'm hoping to change some lives by existing <laughs> which you will word yes <laughs> yes change some lives simply by existing mm-hmm. that's it that is it. All right. Well, it is time for us to get into the derby round. All right. Okay. Answering these questions as quickly as you can. And the first answer that comes to your brain. All right. You ready? Yeah. Okay. English or Western? Western. Solids <laughs> or spots? Spots. Bays or grays? Bays. Brown tack or black tack? 
never had black cats, so I got to go brown. <laughs> Sponge or curry brush? Curry. Shot or barefoot? Everyone's shod, but I think I like barefoot. Bumper pull or gooseneck? Gooseneck. You know how to pull a horse trailer? Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I was like... <laughs> Let's just make sure we, okay, cowgirl here, all right? Forget the cows. Can you pull a horse trailer, all right? Yeah. Those are the questions we need answers. <laughs> um, rope halter or nylon halter? Rope halter. Wood fence or electric fence? Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to go wood. I'm going to go wood. That's all right. Okay. What is your favorite piece of barn equipment? I have a, it's not a vaulting or, uh, it's not a vaulting surcingle, but like a therapy surcingle because I bear back a lot. And it makes my grandpa feel better when I'm up in the hills because I bear back in the hills. Mm -hmm. That's so, so it has like handles? Yeah, it has just one singular like hoop handle. So I couldn't do tricks off of it, but I can hold on to it. Mm -hmm, mm hmm that's cool that's cool I never thought about using it for what's your favorite well I guess that is a piece of tech but outside of that what is your favorite piece of tech oh I'm gonna say um oh dang it what are they called the little neck ropes <laughs> <laughs> okay <laughs> and when was the last time you fell off what <laughs> the last time you fell off oh I heard what you said <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> I stand on top of jump off and all this other crazy stuff but for some reason I stay on <laughs> I don't know what it is. Hey. I know people okay. say like, I need to be challenged more if I don't fall off, but I really just be like. That's not true. That was fun. <laughs> yeah, no, that's not true. I don't, I don't believe that either. I didn't fall off my, I didn't fall off of a horse until like five years ago. Like. I didn't fall off until, same, until I was an adult. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so. Hey, God, the objective is to stay on. <laughs> right, right. Not kiss the ground. Exactly. By any means necessary, even if you're riding on the side. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is too funny. Okay. If money was no object, what is one horse related purchase you would make? I, oh, easy. Wait a minute. Everyone's going to get mad at me, but I would buy all the ponies of the world. <laughs> Off rip. Okay. I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you be safe. You get to keep that one. <laughs> since, since a lot of majority of people ain't acting right, I'm just going to have to take them all. Everybody's going to hang out with me. I'm going to be like a little shepherd. I'm going to have my little cane and I'm going to walk out hey, with all my horses in the field. <laughs> Yeah, I just can't even imagine the sheer happiness that would come from a herd of minis or a herd of ponies. Like, exactly. 
it's just it just makes my heart it just makes you happy don't it yeah i know, I know. Yeah. it would be perfect it would be perfect all right is there any parting words you want to leave with the audience anything else that we didn't cover that you want us to know about you where you're going what you want to do anything like that Ooh, what do i want i, I should be inspirational <laughs> really i mean all i can say also be open you know what I mean like do you be who you want to be around all these people don't worry about what you look like what your horse is dressed up as because I'll tell you I get the butt of that a lot I'm always wearing bantu knots and my horse rocking the same look <laughs> and getting made fun of but I be rocking just do you be open to change but do you I'm gonna say I love it. Yes. 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 <laughs> okay, Lynn, do you have any other questions for Desmond? You should share the story of how you became viral on TikTok. This story is hilarious. Oh my gosh. Are you talking about the one like the very recent one? Oh yeah, I'm sorry. The there's, there's there's just multiple <laughs> times. I got some okay. I got some millies there, here and there. Um <laughs> Okay, so my first my first foal was Ducati, and he was the one that was in the video with me. And I was filming a video that was totally off topic of what I did in there. I was like doing a skit about how my grandpa let a friend borrow my horse for riding, which is totally fine. But he was kind of like, you know, whatever. But anyways, as I was filming, my Ducati just kept getting in the way. And the thing is, he's two years old and he is a little bit pushy and we're working on him with that. That's, it's fine. I'm just kind of letting him be a baby. But every time I was setting up the camera and this always happens, just for some reason, this one went viral because I think I just retaliated. <laughs> so I just put all the bloopers together and it's just a video of me interacting with him like I always am, except I'm on camera this time. And I'm like, not hitting him, but I'm like ready to fight him because I do feel that always, every single moment. That's why I say don't fit the mold because just about everybody on TikTok or just on um, horse things in general, it's always like, you know, horse and human bond. This is so beautiful, so graceful, very heartlandish. And then you scroll up and you see me and I'm just trying to like two piece this man, just getting up out of my face, but I love him. <laughs> I really do. But oh, yeah, yeah, it just blew up <laughs> out of nowhere. I, I'm not even on TikTok like that. But yeah, you um, you you've got a lot of people on here. A whole lot. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah, we need we need you to be making some shmoney off these animals. Oh, we are. Very creative ones. Nice. <laughs> very good very hey, my good. pony's teeth heck yeah. <laughs> heck yeah that's awesome well i'm gonna have to binge your videos tell all of our listeners where we can find you on all the things oh so y'all i am the 
Paprican Princess on Instagram and TikTok. That's B H A L F R I C A N Princess. And then I'm also Hafrican Empire on Instagram as well. Those are my animals um, account. And I'm also on YouTube where I just show y'all some horsey things that not a lot of people talk about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. Subscribe, follow, all these things. Um, I'm about to, yeah, I'm definitely, I need it. You know, what's weird about TikTok is just like you can't back out of it. I mean, y'all might have iPhones, so you don't have like back buttons, but like when you hit back on an Android, like, do you want to watch this video? But do you want to watch this one before you leave? And it's like, daggone, I just want to go back. (laughs) I just want to close the And then they're like, nah, stay around. (laughs) They're trying to trap you. (laughs) Yeah, they do. And half the time I'm like, oh. And then I'm like, oh, wait, no, no, no. gotta leave i gotta go right right but anyway thank you so much for giving us some of your time today i'm excited to uh share this episode with our people and thank you for tuning in to another episode of young black equestrians head over to our facebook or instagram pages and let us know what you thought about that episode Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and have the opportunity to be featured in our next episode. See you next week.